welcome back to the podcast. Um, I am here with Brian Thompson. Say hi. Hello. Hey. <laughs> um, and we're going to be talking about Attack the Claws, but first, if you could just introduce yourself. Um, oh, there's a spider on the spider. pillow. Yeah, sorry. Um, just to introduce yourself, um, talk about, you know, a little bit about why you love Star Wars or when that happened and cool. Yeah, yeah well, uh, so my name is Brennan Thompson um, and I, I am, I am a, I don't know what I say. You can do whatever. I'm a family teacher at uh, Alpine Academy. Oh, yes. Say, so I, a, yeah, I talked about um, the line of work that I do and Brennan is also in that same line. He does the same thing that I do, just in a different home with um, a different population of people. So yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow, um, I don't. I I don't remember the first like when I first started watching Star Wars. It's just always been a part of my same. life, and like like a like a an important part of my <laughs> life. Like uh, yeah, I mean from I mean like watching the you know watching the the original trilogy uh, all the time when I was uh, younger and then when like when the prequels came out and I mean I was I was like about Anakin's age in, <laughs> in uh, when uh, when Phantom Menace came out and and it blew my mind and I loved it and people were like oh Jar Jar and I was like what are you talking about this is great it was just like I think I think that yeah. I was right in the target demographic you know, Same. <laughs> but it worked out uh, and so yeah, I grew up like with the with the uh, prequel you know with the prequel trilogy coming out um, like I enjoyed the the Galder and heck out of it and um, like when I was, I mean, like, like I was like, like, like what, like I was like the Star Wars dude. Um, yeah. Like, um, when I was a, when I was a missionary, that was like, that's like the thing that people knew me for. Like, oh, you like Star Wars? I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I do. Like, like, like I'm getting a little bit pigeonholed here, but sure, yeah, I do love Star Wars. Um, yeah. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your spiritual background, yeah. your beliefs? So I, um, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and yeah, I grew up in the church. Um, like, I mean, pretty typical stuff. You know, yeah. like, um, I was a missionary. I served in uh, in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, in, uh, San Francisco, and then like uh, Silicon Valley. Um, it was real cool. Spoke Spanish and it was great. Nice. Um, I... Uh, yeah, it was it was a wonderful experience. Uh, I after my mission, I um, wanted to become a, a seminary teacher, which is I mean, basically it's like it's like a, a high school class almost. It's not like yeah. part of high school, but uh, where high school students go and learn about uh, about the Book of Mormon and about the Bible and about. Um, Jesus and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to become a seminary teacher and I went through that. I, be, I was like a, a student taught for a while and uh, I mean, didn't end up working out, but it was, yeah. it was a great experience. And I loved that it. is really cool. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't know a ton of people that have gone that route. So that's really, that's really cool. And yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, Kate, well, thank you for that introduction. Um, so 
right off the bat, so we're talking about Attack of the Clones through obedience. What um, is there anything that like right off the bat stood out to you that you were like, this is this is what it is. The, I don't know the, the big news for you. As just <laughs> as like any prime examples of obedience or disobedience that you saw. Well, I it's interesting because I mean I, I've never really watched it through the I mean like thinking about like. Through the lens of obedience, really. Yeah. And uh, so I, I thought that it was uh, really interesting. Just like the big takeaway, I guess, that I got from it was was just the 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 I guess the shift in obedience um, with Anakin. Not. I mean, like. I mean, just from the very from the very beginning. I mean, he's he is kind of fighting against. Like, he, he doesn't yeah. want to be obedient to. Like, he doesn't want to follow you know what obi-wan is teaching him and following follow, i mean like he wants to but then he also doesn't yes right and uh and uh like just that that constant challenging of of of, of authority and what he's supposed to do it's and like kind of like trying to circumvent yeah um, it's a really fascinating dynamic between anakin and obi-wan because i also um so something that I noticed is that like, so the entire movie is, I feel like I didn't think about it beforehand, but it really feels like it is about obedience and disobedience and like the consequences of those things. Cause you have, this is the film where everybody is in, they're on like separate journeys, right? You have Anakin and Padme that are going and doing their thing and you have Obi-Wan that's on his little mission. Um, and, and so like, even right from the beginning, like Padme is disobeying everyone's counsel, um, and she's like using herself as bait. Like they like they make right. this like weird plan, and they're like, "Why are you doing that?" And she's being disobedient to that. And like you said, Anakin um, disobeying Obi Wan in front of Padme, and like mm-hmm. there's there's all these different weird. Um, there's like a lot of like power dynamics almost. Um, trying to like Anakin's trying to like impress Padme and and show her that he really likes her, and and Obi Wan's like. Why, why are you disobeying me? Like, this is, um, it's such a, I don't know, an interesting thing. And I, I just really love to, to watch kind of like the outcomes of those things. Um, because, so like, even with the, like, the beginning part where there's like the worms and they try to assassinate Padme and she's disobeying everybody and Anakin is, is in on it too, um, of like being sneaky and devising this plan. Um, but like, at the end of the day, like, even though they were disobedient, they still, like, it still led to what they were trying to do in the first place. That gave them their clue to, like, start their journey. And it was interesting to me to think of, like, sometimes, even though disobedience is not good, but it still ends in, like, the results that we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. But, like, at what cost? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, what, I, I had a question. Oh, um, so... There's a quote in the second episode and Anakin says, you're the closest thing that I have ever had to a father. And it's not, Obi-Wan doesn't reply this way, but I feel like if I was Obi-Wan, I would say, then then why didn't you listen to me? Like, like why are you constantly trying to go against me? And so I was wondering uh, if you think that obedience is like a way to practice and show love to people. And like what you think about that. Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I think that it, I, I think that, yes, in a way, I think that it uh, is a way to show trust. I think that trust and love are, are correlated. And, yeah. Um, uh, I, I think that, 
I mean, like, I think that it, the more that you that you do that you love someone, the more that you're going to trust them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like. I didn't think about because o- obedience does follow trust. Like, you have to like. I think that in order to be successfully obedient, like if you're not being blindly obedient, you're mm-hmm. wanting to, um, to like, you want to be obedient because you trust that even if it's something that you might not understand that they have your best interests at heart or whatever. Right. So I think that's a very, I, I, didn't, I didn't draw the correlation between um, trust and obedience. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that that is, a, I mean, that's, big part of of like where that that issue with obedience like with like why i guess anakin is not obedient um because he doesn't trust i mean he he, the person that he trusts is himself yeah and he's he like i don't i know there's a probably when anakin is talking to padme in a lot of in 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 some ways in a lot of ways uh like i'm i'm beyond him i can't remember yeah i'm better and more powerful than him um, and that's, I mean, that's a pretty, that, like that pride is, yeah. is, I mean, pretty central to, to Anakin's arc. Right? I think that that's actually, so, um, I think that the whole movie is kind of like a study in Obi-Wan and Anakin's weird relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Cause like, cause there is, um, you, you would think that they're like more emotionally close to each other, but like, it's like a, it's like a weird power dynamic. Like you said, like Anakin is not. He's not interested in like, am I doing things well? He's interested in like, am I more powerful than everyone? Um, But I I really like that. So like having watched this from pretty directly after um, The Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan is caught in between like, I have to obey Qui-Gon's last wishes to train this kid, but I also have to obey the rules of the council. And like, Anakin is not doing that. And so like, there's um, like, Obi-Wan is... um, like there's not really like a middle ground between those two things and it makes it hard for um, Obi-Wan. And I think that Obi-Wan like takes it out on Anakin. Like mm-hmm. it's like this, like he's caught in a difficult place, but instead of being like, this really sucks and I am having a difficult time with this, he's just kind of like, no, like you have to be more obedient to me because I'm really struggling trying to be obedient with both of these things. Right. And like the council's not going to change. So like you need to change. Right. I think that I wonder how things would have been different if Obi-Wan had just been like, look, like, the council isn't going to change, but I'm just going to do my best, or, like, or, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, like, a really weird relationship. It's it, a really, yeah. It is. And it's something, like, so, uh, I mean, I don't know. Have you watched uh, Clone Wars? I would assume. Yes. Okay, uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the great things about Clone Wars is that, is that that relationship, I think, is is explored a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, like, I think that, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, that, uh, opposition between like yeah between his I mean his love for Anakin because he does love Anakin right and like he's like he, and he feels responsible for Anakin and he any any like no and believes that Anakin is the is the chosen one yeah I think um, but also like yeah just then there's there's just that that opposition is not the right word that I'm thinking of conflict yeah conflict yeah. Um, I I think that because I I guess you can also look at it from Anakin's point of view and it's kind of a similar deal, right? Like, I don't think that Anakin like overtly like doesn't want to be obedient to the council. Like he wants to be a good Jedi and he wants to be, um, he wants to be a hero, but he also like in obeying that, I think that he really 
like he sacrifices parts of himself that shouldn't be sacrificed. Like yeah. that's that's the whole thing, right? Like at the end of the day, they're telling him like you don't from this point on you don't care about your mother, but he does care about his mother, right. and and being obedient to that counsel, um, he thinks it's going to make him a good Jedi. But that's ironically like what leads him to fail, right? Right. Yeah, I I think that that is uh, like that is one of the the most interesting parts of the of the of the sequel trilogy or the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Kind of uh like uh it's just that like i think i mean like a big reason that that the empire comes into being is is not just because like palpatine is this like this like i mean like super great sith you know yeah. like, i mean manipulative dude he is yeah but it's also because i mean like he's able to exploit the fact that that like the jedi had become Almost like obedient to their to their rules to a fault, right? Like, yeah. Like um, and and it kind of lost track of like of the of the reason behind the Jedi code instead of and, yeah. and, and it just became the Jedi code. Jedi Something history. that Tiffany, my sister in law, um, said in the last episode is she said that the Jedi are so obsessed with balance, but they refuse to figure out how to find balance in themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really like that has become a very um, important theme uh, watching these movies is that that we, we kind of see that that's like the failure of the Jedi over and over and over right. again is, is forcing people to deny something that's naturally a part of them. But mm-hmm. instead of being like, here are healthy ways to figure that out, just being like, shut it down and like, do not look at it. <laughs> right? yeah. And that's, that's never going to work. And I, I completely agree with that. Um, so my, obviously in this story, like, trying to force Anakin to be obedient is not successful. It does right. not lead to him being a successful person. But if, so like in my home growing up, it was like very highly obedient, obedience oriented. Um, and I think that there are a lot of pros from that. I learned about um, the fact that a lot of times people in positions of authority have really good reasons for asking you to do things. And so <clears throat> um, obeying that can lead to safety and better things. But also there were cons in the fact that I, um, there were some things that I was just like blind to. Like I didn't understand that sometimes people in authority do not have your best interests at heart or that um, sometimes what people think is going to be best is not truly what is best. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think, like, how do you find balance in that? How do you think that you find, um, I guess this is kind of switching from Star Wars more to like personal life stuff, but but how do you, yeah, how do you implement that or make it? Um, yeah, I, I I think like, well, I mean, that's that's a big question. <laughs> like, how do you? Uh, and I mean, for for me, I like the the easy answer, I guess, is is like, um, is just. At the end of the day, I mean, you have to like make your own choices and, and like like follow the like what you feel is right. Follow the spirit, and and uh, like that's a big blessing, I guess. Like a, a big gift that that uh, you know I believe I have is like is to be able to to do that. But um, but even then, I mean, like I don't know. That's a big question. Um, I, I like to think a lot about, and this is nice because you are 
in the same position that I am as far as work goes. Like, I really like to, because one of the skills that we work on a lot with the kids that we work with is following instructions. Like, that's, like, the basic one. And I think a lot about how over the years there have been some of the kids that I've worked with that really are just, like, blindly obedient. And they, but oftentimes, like, that's what leads to them kind of having those bigger meltdowns is they're, like, I've been trying, I've been trying so hard to, like, make sure that I was doing everything perfectly. And, like, it was still difficult. And it's not until they kind of realize that, like, they have to be able to be obedient, but, like, of their own own volition I guess or like more I want to say like informed obedience but like finding I don't know that I guess that is just kind of like one of those impossible not impossible balances but difficult balances that just kind of persists right yeah and that's a very good point and I I, yeah I definitely have seen the same thing you like we cannot sometimes you have the kids who who are you know like disobedient for disobedience sake but then you also have obedient for obedience sake and I think that either one is not yeah neither one is healthy Yes. Um, yes I love that so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a big part of like what we try to teach. And also like what I, I try to do is, is, is yeah, like I think informed obedience is, mm-hmm. is great. Like, like, um, like do what you are like quote unquote supposed to do, but not, but like, but like research it, like find out why you're doing that. Yeah. Um, and that also helps in like innovation, right? Cause like if you're doing something and you're just blindly doing it and then you start asking like, why am I doing this? And you, you put in the effort, you put in the research and you're like, there, there is a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. And, but it's still, I don't know. I think that that's try that's kind of like helping. Cause I, I guess that like the goal is to not help somebody be blindly obedient. It's to help somebody be that like when they have to be on their own, that they are still doing like simple things like washing their dishes. But instead of being like, they told me I had to wash my dishes and I'm still washing my dang dishes that they're like, if I don't wash my dishes, it gets really gross. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. awful. So mm-hmm. I, Yeah. Um, okay, I had another question that um, I just remembered. Um, so Obi-Wan throughout this movie multiple times, he chastises Anakin for losing his lightsaber. Because like, he like drops it or like it gets cut in half and he's like, why? Like This is your lifeline. And so another thing that I realized watching this kind of back to back, is it because he lost his lightsaber in his duel with Darth Maul? That like he was like, if I had only just kept hold of my lightsaber, like that would have been so much shorter. I wouldn't have had to like go through all this suffering. Maybe Qui Gon would still like. It doesn't actually work because Qui Gon was like basically dead at that point. But like, do you think that sometimes we demand obedience because we're like afraid of like the failures that we've, that made? we've made? I like that a lot. I think that's really interesting. Um, I, yeah. True <laughs> 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 answer. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that, that it, it makes it makes those I mean, like when we see I think when we see our failings and our and our mistakes in other people it I mean I think that, that it I mean it just reflects I mean it just shows us a mirror of ourselves yeah and like I think that that yeah we just want I why do I I find it so fascinating that as human beings we're like so fixated on our own mistakes that I sometimes feel like in like in future generations or in other people that like you said, we kind of are like, they're going to make the same mistakes, but like, because they're different people, they won't, (laughs) they might, but it's more like, like the, everybody's going to face their unique obstacles. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it's kind of, because it's almost like just very egotistical that we're like, you must be going through the exact same things that I went through. And like, I've got to stop you from doing that. Right. But I don't know. Do you think that, um, 
Like, I wonder if we let go of that. So, like, say with with my son, if I'm really worried that he is also going to, I don't know, um, have a difficult time. Maybe he, like, fails a class and I fail the class and that's something I worried about all the time. Do you think that if we were to stop, like, being, like, you need to keep your grades up and you need to do this, would we then in turn find, like, solutions to what we had a hard time with? Like, I, I guess, like, do you think that because we put up that that mirror and we're egotistical about that, do you think that that prevents us from, like, learning a way that we could have done that better? Or, I don't know. Uh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Because, uh, because I mean, I think that, on, like, I don't know. Because on one hand, I think that, that that is how we get better is by learning from others and, like, learning from others' mistakes. I, I think that as far as, like, I don't know, I think that there are kind of two sides to this. I think as far as, like, the, te- the teacher and the learner, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that, that, I don't know, I mean, I think that it's, I think that it is important to, to, to share mistakes and, to, and, like, to, and to teach, like, try to help other people avoid the mistakes that you made. But I do think that, yeah, I think that maybe that's something that we, that we, get too hung up on and like or right. like or like try try to try to like force our experiences and our our issues on other people like like assume that that's what they need and when it might not be yeah uh on the other hand i think that like i said i think that as learners i think that like that sometimes we we do either two things we either think that like that other people's experiences that are like ours either don't like like that they don't matter to us that they're not the same as us and we can't learn from them mm-hmm. or we feel like like we can't learn from anybody unless they've made the same mistakes that we have that's yes that is fascinating i've never because that's like kind of like like you can make obedience more of like a kind of like a community thing being able to realize because yeah i think that too many people feel like they're either like everybody makes this mistake so it's like why like we're all gonna make it anyways but then there's also the people that are like i am completely alone in this and Mm -hmm. it's just yeah i like that finding the balance between i don't know like how to work with this as as a group not feeling alone in something that is difficult it's fascinating we've been talking a lot about um like mistakes obedience and mistakes and like errors Mm -hmm. i think that that's an interesting thing that um I've never, I've never really connected the two, but they do seem to be connected. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so another thing that I thought was interesting, I always found the the whole, oh, I mean, like, I think that everybody, when they first watched Star Wars and they watched the whole, like, this is the clone army and some random guy that you've never heard of, Sifo-Dyas, made that clone army, but then also plot twist, like, they're the bad guys, but they don't know it yet. Right. Um, but something that I thought was fascinating is that, so the clones are blindly obedient and they like really taunt that fact in this episode in particular. And they're just like, like they will follow any order. They will do anything that you ask of them. Right. And, and the Jedi are like, wow, like that's it's great. So they're going to do awesome. everything that we do, but like that's what kills them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I think that like, so what do you think, we talked a little bit about like blind obedience versus like informed obedience, but like, what do you think, like, what are the things that we can do to like ward off blind obedience? Cause it's obviously like not great to just be blindly obedient. That's what creates a lot of problems in this universe. Right. But like, how do you, how do you ward against that? How do you stop it? Um, 
I, I think that that I mean you just have to put in the work, right? No. Uh, you have to you have to ask yourself hard questions and ask hard questions of like what it is that you're doing and what you believe. Right? I think that uh, some people take that and say like, oh well, then like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna like really examine this, I need to step outside. Like I need to like stop being obedient so I can see if that if being obedient is what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think that there that that is I mean that that can be a, like a positive thing. I mean like that can be something that you learn from. But uh, but again, I think that it's like I mean like like making mistakes is is a is a great teacher, but it's not the only teacher. Yes. <laughs> like, I uh, and, I completely agree. This yeah. is yes. And so I think that being able to to be like to to look for answers and to find answers um, as you are doing as you are being obedient um, is a like that's that's and like and like while you're doing it like, like looking really looking at yourself like 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 why is this what I'm, like why yeah. am, why am I supposed to be quote, quote, yes. this? like why am I supposed to be believing this and sometimes I think that like you find that that like the answer is like maybe maybe I shouldn't like maybe yeah. like this is not what I should be doing maybe this is something that is kind of like happened because of mistakes of other people and that's just been passed down um, but I think that I'll often you'll also find that like like it's because this is like as I do this this is like I'm seeing the, yeah. the rewards of this I love that I think that that's something um, that I feel like in our religion that's a really um, kind of a big question right now there's there's a, a famous quote from one of the um, church leaders in our church that is like, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. And um, my wife and I were talking one time about how um, that we, we think that it, it's almost more like question your doubts and, and question, like ask those questions instead of doubting your faith. Cause it's not like, like, because I know that in some people that I know that are a little bit more intense, that it, it does become like um, burn your doubts, they right. <laughs> rot in hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, but it really is that it's an invitation to 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 stay, but to also examine why you're staying and to allow yourself to ask those questions. I really I really like that. I also think that it's really it's kind of hard, and I, I think that there are people that maybe that is the way that they learn best is by stepping out and doing exactly the opposite of what they've been doing to try to figure out. But I really like, I don't know, that idea, that kind of, um, the synthesis of the ideas, making sure that it's not um, just blindly going one way or the other or, or just acting out of pure defiance, but being able to ask yourself questions and wonder why. I, right. I love that. I think, I, think that you, I think that you can also kind of see that in, in Star Wars and in Attack of the Clones too. Like, I, I think that you see... I mean, I think that you have kind of Anakin, who is more on the side of like, like, follow, like, like yes, <laughs> do follow your doubts. But I mean, like, and then yeah, I think that Obi Wan is a is a pretty good example of like of like kind of informed obedience almost. I think yeah. maybe on the a little bit more on like the blind side of that. Yes, but, no, for sure. But at the same time, I think that he does. I, and he does I, ask hard questions and he does. I mean, we do kind of see... So, like, I've always thought that... Um, I've always loved Obi-Wan's character arc in the prequels, that he kind of starts out as, like, this person that 
um, Qui-Gon Jinn, who's kind of known as like a maverick, yeah. that he's always like, why are you doing this? Like, it, like the council would love to have you. You just need to like follow the rules a little bit better. And he's like, well, like if I follow the rules, then I give up this thing that's really important to me. And, and there's kind of always that, that conflict. And then you get to the point where in the, in the last episode, he's like, I have seen how the failures of the Jedi around me, like, destroyed everything Mm -hmm. but then you also kind of see him backtrack because you get to um the end of the story in in return of the jedi where he's telling luke there's no other option like you have to kill him you have to kill darth vader and it's luke that ends up being the one that is able to find that that middle ground that in between that like i didn't have to kill him and i also didn't have to join him i just had to save him and like i really i like that obi-wan is able to kind of present and it's not like he's not an extremist, right? He's not right. completely on the far side of things, and he's seen some stuff, so like he can, <laughs> he can definitely feel um, jaded about all of that. But I, I think that um, I don't know. It's just interesting to see kind of how all of that ties into to play. Um, so I have another question. That um, so in this movie, Anakin goes back and finds his mother. Is this really heartbreaking, devastating thing? Also leads to a real crazy act of like small scale genocide, and so like not super cool. Um, but they, I mean, his mother was dead, and so it's um, it's rough. But he, so Anakin like refuses to give up on his mother because not only is he like, I feel like we should go visit Tatooine, and he like goes there, and they're like, she's gone, she's dead. But like he's like, no, like we will find her, and so he he refuses to give up on her, and I wonder if this is if this kind of behavior, if it is an act of obedience or an act of disobedience, because everybody is like, and and like nobody is giving him like a a straight uh, instruction, like, no, like you can't do that. And then he's like, no, I'm going to. Um, But it's like, I guess it's, it's almost more like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know what it is. It's just, I'm fascinated as to why, um, because I, I think that there are many people that in that same position that they would have been like, these are Tuscan Raiders. And like, I grew up, like Anakin grew up on this planet. He knows right. what Tuscan Raiders are and uh-huh. he knows how lethal they can be. And so it's just interesting to me that like, why, why does he not give up on that? I guess why? Yeah. I, I think that, I think that, I don't know. So I, like, does it have anything to do with disobedience or obedience? I, I, I don't know. I, I think that I think that it has more to do with with pride again, with like yeah. with him. I mean, like feeling like 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 maybe it's not so much that like that he, it's his disobedience or obedience, but like like almost like making it is, it's control right, like yeah. making like he, he he sees that and he's like I'm going to like he sees the vision of his of his like mom dying and. and like I'm gonna change this. I've never thought of that. That that really is. It's just about he wants to be able to control that, right. which is like it's very understandable. It's devastating, but I've never thought about it through the lens of yeah. of control. But I think that. But I think that. Uh, I mean, I guess that does like kind of relate to obedience because I feel like I feel like like need for control and like ability to be obedient are. I mean, like I, I feel like I don't know. Maybe not. Well, you can also you can argue that that both both like really intense obedience and also really intense disobedience are both are ways control. to reach control. Yeah, yeah. That, that you're either like I have complete control over my actions and I will be able to follow every single thing, or 
no matter what you tell me, I will be in control of the situation and I'm going to do the exact opposite. Right. That, uh, yeah. I, wow. There's a lot of really interesting dynamics that I did not think about with OPD. It's kind of intense. Uh, um, it's interesting though, because I think that that like, that, I mean, like it doesn't, that, that pride, like that, that, idea like like I'm going to change this things that are like this is I'm gonna stop this from happening. I mean it doesn't stop it from happening, but it does like like take him it gives him a pretty good skewch along the path to the yeah. dark side, right? Yeah. And same thing like in uh, in uh Revenge of the Sith, like with, with Padman, like he's like I'm I'm going to like I had a vision of you like dying and I'm I'm gonna stop that from happening and he ends up eventually like causing it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 get once again gives him a big Scooch along the <laughs> dark side. It's uh, really pumped down the. Yeah. It really is. Do you think that? Um, so, like a lot of the the disobedience in this movie really stems around Anakin. Um, but like, it's because there are things that are denied him, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, so like he is in love with this this woman, but instead of them being like, let's talk about that or like let's figure this out, they're like, so like no, like hard no. And right. also you have to spend a bunch of time with her and you're gonna be at a lake house alone in the <laughs> private, but also like do not look at her. Right. <laughs> so at what point does like how do you find um because I think a lot of people they kind of feel this way with like like drugs or alcohol or sex when they're raising their teenagers that it's like like, don't look at it, don't think about it, don't do anything. But, like, most oftentimes, the teenagers are still finding ways to do that. So how how do you do that, like, appropriately? How do you get that that balance? Yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that, uh, I think that, and, I mean, I don't have, I mean, apart from the, the, the kids that I work with, I don't have any, I don't have any teaching teenagers. It's a little bit different. Uh, but I think that, that, like, something that I appreciate my parents doing in a lot of ways, I mean, it, it was not with, like, with all of these things, but, but like, it was about making it, like, I, I don't know, like, not making it like it doesn't exist, right? Yes. Like, not, not saying don't look at it, right? But, but talking about, like, like, why it's important that you don't do these things, yes. right? I think that that's really, that's the, the big deal here. I think that if, because um, they, I guess, like, Yoda in The Phantom Menace does that thing where he's like, um, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, all that stuff. And I think that that's really, um, like, that's kind of their rationale behind why they are really intensely against um, Connect- or, uh, yeah. attachment. attachment. Uh, yeah. And, um, and I, I appreciate that, but I think that if they had realized, like, so, like, we got Anakin when he was older, and he has this huge attachment to his mother. Like, what are some things that, like, how do we explain to him, or how do we teach him those lessons, or how do we make him understand those things? And I, I guess kind of in the in the long run, the Jedi turn out to be wrong anyway, So because right. like, <laughs> one of the things that saves Luke is his attachment to his his family. And, um, but I just, I just think that that's a really interesting, like, dynamic, that they, they kind of all consider Anakin to be like the biggest failure of the Jedi Order because he completely falls to the dark side, even though he's supposed to be this mighty chosen one. But the failure is I, I always have a really hard time like blaming Anakin. Like mm-hmm. he obviously he's making choices and he needs right. to to figure that out, but but there's 
there's a lot of he's got a lot of rough stuff to to deal with and work with and nobody right. really helps him through that right yeah I mean, yeah i think that's i think that's very true and i think that yeah i always feel bad that um like obi-wan like anakin's like i want a dad and obi-wan's like bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're my brother and i, I don't know i think that that's a hard time um something that i always think is kind of funny is that the only time that Anakin is obedient in this movie is when, so like Padme falls from the ship, right? Mm-hmm. And Anakin is like, put the ship down now. And Obi-Wan is like, what would Padme do? And he was like, Padme would keep going. And he's like, do you have the hots for Padme? And he's like, yes. And he's like, then be obedient right now because we've got to go. <laughs> yes. I just think it's so funny that like everybody like knows that Anakin loves Padme, but everybody's also like, let's just like pretend like that's not really a thing right. I, just, I think it's so funny it's, it's very <laughs> obvious it, is, it really is yeah uh, um, I guess uh, when you uh, I, I keep thinking about how much you we've been talking about like control and obedience and how Anakin really all he wants is to like be in control and I think that um, that also it kind of speaks to Anakin's like arrogance like that's the thing that helps him feel like he's in control that like he does mm-hmm. know that he's really powerful and so maybe that's the whole reason that he feels like he can like he can save his mom and he can save Padme because he's like because I am powerful right. like I, I can. So there's like a lot of I don't know, a lot of tie-ins to those things. I think it's wild. Yeah. Um, I, I'm go for it. I I think that uh, like it's interesting because because really the times that you see him like be really obedient are. And, and like or, or and like recognize that he's, that he's not in control the times that you see that is with like is with uh, with Palpatine yes yeah so I, th- I think that that's another thing that I, that I was thinking about with this is, and not so much I mean you don't see it so much in in attack of the clones yeah you see it a lot more in Revenge of the Sith but where where he goes like he like he doesn't go from like obedience to disobedience he goes from obedience to like to one thing to yeah. obedience to another thing yeah. And then he, he becomes he becomes arguably more obedient to the dark side than he ever was to like he becomes more obedient to to the Sith than he ever was to the Jedi. Do you think that obedience and loyalty are like tied together? That because like I, I when you were talking about that, I was thinking like why like why be more obedient to Palpatine because like he's obviously like very abusive, very terrible. There's a, right. a huge, terrible, wild, awful dynamic, but he is also, like, Palpatine is the one who listened to him when he was, like, he told no one about killing all the Tuscan Raiders, but he did tell Palpatine. Right. And Palpatine wasn't, like, and that's awful and it's terrible. Uh, He was, like, it's understandable. and like, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you talked to me about this. Right. And I think that that builds that, like, that Anakin eventually has way more trust in Palpatine than he does in the Jedi Order. And that's ultimately what kind of, he just puts his trust in the wrong person. But do you think that, as humans, that we are more obedient based off of like how loyal we are to people oh totally yeah and i think that i think that that is a a big i think that like that idea is like a big like issue with a lot of with a lot of i think like religious yeah like uh people i guess is (laughs) is is like is they feel like yeah like when i think that i think that that idea like being that's that's one thing that that Palpatine does really well is is does like listen without without judgment maybe yeah yeah um, I think I think that's like one thing that 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 pushes a lot of a lot of people away from 
from religion is is that feeling of being judged. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I, I wonder if maybe if they felt like they could talk to people mm-hmm. um, and like not necessarily be judged, but like I mean, like I, I don't know. No, I, I I completely get what you're saying. I think um, I I think that so I I always find it fascinating that Palpatine like he literally takes over the galaxy like lawfully. Like there's never like obviously like like there's a lot of like deception and deviousness in it, but like it's not like there's like this huge rebellion when he initially takes over control. Like that happens much later. He does everything legally, lawfully, and it is um and I think that that's because there are so many people that trust him and so mm-hmm. many people that are like, This is Palpatine. When his home planet was attacked, he was like, Listen, we've gotta make sure that they're being heard and take care of them, but it's all part of his nefarious plot. Right. But and I think that that really is um, that when we have that judgment part of things, I think it does drive people away. But and I think that if we were to remove that judgment part, but still have those good intentions, I think mm-hmm. that that's where, like, that would be what the opposite of Palpatine would be, right? right like, yeah. still wanting to have that good and to have the, the, I don't know, like, the happy ending for everybody, but, but also willing to listen. I, I wonder... That's kind of like, and everybody talks about the prequels as being like the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker. Mm. And I wonder if if it would have not been a tragedy had Anakin been like, I can trust Obi-Wan and I can tell him these things and he won't judge me. He'll just be like, let's fix this. Or I right. don't know. Yeah. That's really, I mean, like, it's like good because I feel like that's like, oh, great. Like, that's something I can I can do better at. But also makes me really sad for Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The poor guy. Just, uh, just being manipulated by everybody. Yeah. Devastating. It is. I think that, um, I don't know. Is there, do you feel like there's something that when you watch this movie uh, that is like important for you to, like that that's something that you want to take home to your family that you want to do differently? Uh, yeah. So it's interesting because coming into this, I, I was like, like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Like maybe it's, like uh, it's just the idea of, you know, of like, of, of like kind of informed obedience, right? Like, like yeah. or just like being aware that, that, that like, that, like, that you're going to be obedient to something. And so choose, choose the right thing <laughs> kind of. Uh, but I think that uh, with this conversation, the thing that is like, that I'm, thinking about the most right now is is just that um like like how can i be like 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 what could i do to to help the anakins in my life like like what can i like like how could i be a better mentor to the people that are like that are around me or like like how can i how can i make people feel like they they how can I like teach without without like people feeling judged? Yeah, I love that. I think that's also I I don't know. I never I never thought about um, just like the connection between all of those things. But I I read something one time. Um, it's some sort of Instagram account about parenting or something, and and they said something along the lines of like um, when your child comes to you with a problem. Um, and they're able to talk to you about it and, and express how they're feeling and you're able to come to a solution together, that's when you'll be grateful that you 
um, like that you put all the work into making sure that you weren't being like like you said judgmental right. or that you weren't um, like imposing things on them that that's what it will like pay off and I, I want that I want to be that person not only for my kid but also for just like everybody in my life I, I, I want to be someone that people feel comfortable and um, calm being able to turn to and no, I, I really love that I also, I thought of, um, we've talked a lot about the informed obedience. And I, I think that um, with me specifically, um, so in our religion, we believe in like, there's the, the, the general authorities of the church, the church leaders, and um, they, we believe that they receive revelation from God in behalf of like kind of everyone, that like here's, here's everything that, um, that we should be aware of or something that's important. And I mean, usually it's just like, we should be more kind. <laughs> it's not like it's like, <laughs> make sure everybody like drives on the right side of the road. I don't know. It's not like super specific. Um, but then we also believe in personal revelation. And I, I think that I always thought of that. It was like, I had to be like obedient to both that they were like two different ways that, um, kind of in that, like the, the blind obedience side of things of being like, I can control my life because I'm perfectly obedient to those two things. Right. But I, I think that I want to get better at having those things be like a, a combined thing that like, that that is more, um, like I want those two to match. And when they do match that I'm like, this is wonderful. And, and this is something that I really believe is good and, and right. And I can be obedient to that and like trying to find, I don't know, kind of that, that balance in it, being more of an informed, obedient person instead of just blindly obedient or blindly disobedient. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I really like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having this discussion with me. <laughs> I really appreciate you um, being here. And thanks for, thanks for being here. I was going to say thanks for having me, but <laughs> I had you. Really, <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. This, this is really cool. And like, I... And like I'm thinking about a lot of things that I wasn't expecting to think about right now, like and learning some a lot of things that I wasn't Good. expecting to learn. This oh, is glad. Great. Well, thanks again for everything. I hope that all of you are doing well, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>